got a great new brand for you today. This entrepreneur really wants to equip you to join their industry. You're going to want to stick around for this one. This is the Franchise Pitfalls and Profit Show. Each week, we bring you the challenges and triumphs of being in the franchise development and consulting business. The things you need to make money faster. And now your host, one of the most successful franchise developers in North America, Don Shin. Hey, we've got Ty McBride with us. Let me do a quick intro to you, Ty. Been getting to know Ty uh, over the last couple of months and just had to have you on the show. So uh, Ty grew up in a home building business. I love how people evolve out of their family businesses. Did that different roles for about 14 years, but a life change business and life changing experience was when he restored a historic home in Oklahoma City. And that changed everything because it introduced him to window replacement uh, versus window restoration. And he sides on the latter side there. Uh, so he left the family business, launched his own, his own company with a friend and with his wife. And then, bam, how can I really help people, both consumers and entrepreneurs in this space of not replacing their windows. So he started a franchise uh, last year, just last year. So we're really, really excited to have you on the show and to, to hear more about that. So welcome, Ty. Hey, Don, thank you so much for uh, having me on your podcast today. I'm really excited to kind of share uh, about our brand and my experience uh, franchising it. Awesome, man. So we will get there. So let's talk first about your, uh, you know, when you got started, and it's not that long ago, it's about a year or so in franchising, but I, I know you, and we've talked about this, you were working on this for several years because you wanted to go to market the right way, which I'm always, always impressed with people that take the time. They don't just rush to market. So talk to me a little bit about that. You know, what, what was your vision over those year or two that you were starting to put this together. Uh, so what was your vision? Yeah, well, so, you know, as far as in being part of kind of, I would say the repair industry, right? So we started repairing these these wood windows uh, back in 2016. And, and we knew that there was this huge opportunity. We felt that there was this big demand of homeowners who really just didn't like the kind of the headache and the hassle that they normally had to face with contractors, specifically replacement contractors who are kind of like really heavy pressure sales, uh, typical kind of like uh, sales tactics, payment conversations, financing, really homeowners just didn't like that. They wanted something different. And typically they really liked what they already had. They just had a little small problem. They wanted that fixed. And so we knew there was this huge opportunity to, to solve that. We started out with just the windows, uh, and it really took, I mean, goodness, we started this business really in 2016, kicked it off, and it took, you know, four or five years of really kind of honing that in to bring it to market in a wider, you know, something that, that really anybody, regardless of where they lived or how old their home was, could could utilize our services. That's awesome. And um you know our audience. Our audience is franchise buyers looking for the next 
real opportunity to get in on the ground floor. Our, our audience is also franchise consultants uh, looking for more opportunity to better serve their clientele who want to buy franchises. Uh, we have investors. You know, I have a, a friend of mine that's in the Midwest that's uh, in Iowa. He's got like of two different brands. He's got like 60 units of two different brands. And he's looking into somebody that was interviewed on my show uh, early, early last year. <clears throat> so um, so that's the audience. So keeping the audience in mind. But um, we also have emerging brand uh, founders like yourself that watch the show. So, uh, so help that last group for a second. Uh, what are some of the challenges that that you've gone through in the last year or so, or even leading up to that? You know, so anything that was maybe holding you back, uh, possibly from actually launching. So, what were some of the challenges as a new brand or thinking about being a new brand? So, as thinking about being a new franchise, first was was scalability. How how easy is this going to be to repeat? Uh, that was a big thing that was always on my mind is that I always try to have this avatar in my head of our ideal franchisee, our ideal partner, and imagine how hard was it going to be for them to get started and then grow. And so that, I think, was the first kind of thing. So really kind of, you know, testing ourselves as we were bringing up our technicians and our managers, like, how hard is this? How difficult is this? How easy can we explain it? So that was that was the first thing is really kind of diving into the system and making sure the system was something that people could latch on to. The next thing was about getting the numbers right. Uh, you know, I would never want to ask anybody to invest in us or become a franchise partner without knowing that, that they, they could find success inside of our <laughs> system. And so we really wanted to hone in on, on those unit level economics to make sure that the business made sense. And so, you know, we started thinking about our item 19 uh, probably two, three years prior to, uh, to, to opening, you know, to, to offering it as a franchise. So we could really, really help that person get a perspective of, of what this, uh, what the ROI was going to be on their investment. Yeah. And I, it's interesting you say that because I, you know, that we consult to people who want to turn their business into a franchise and we, we consult and work with people who have turned it into a franchise and want to expand and want to want to really explode it. And I'm Ty. I'm shocked at the number of people that I spoke to uh, that where their unit economics were just not there, and yet they were already a franchise. They already spent their hundred thousand dollars or whatever it was to get up and running, and the unit the unit economics were just weren't there. And and so that's one of the as a consultant to emerging brands, that's one of the first things we look at. Uh, yeah. How profitable are your, is your, let's say, flagship, so to speak? Because if it's not wildly profitable like yours is, then the franchise partners are never going to make it. <laughs> They're right. just not going to make it. Man, that was some of the best advice I ever got. The best advice I ever got was uh, back in 2017. So, and, and we've talked about this, you and I have, that, we began with the end in mind. We kind of knew that we wanted to grow this multi-state. We knew that franchising was probably the best way to do that. Uh, if it kind of in my values, as far as like building up business owners, I really enjoy that. But in 2017, somebody in just kind of a passing conversation, I told somebody I'm interested <clears> in franchise. And they said, well, 
I've got a company that will that will turn your business into a franchise. And I talked to them. And they told me what it would cost and, and all of that. And they said, hey, you're ready. I wanted a second opinion. I was listening to a podcast from somebody similar to yourself. And I called him up. I told him about it. I sent him over my uh, kind of my finances. And they said, you're not ready. Uh-huh. You're not ready. Yeah. They said, uh, you know, you got to let's, let's double down on your systems. Focus on your systems. Focus on your branding and, uh, and, and, and you need to be able to put out an item 19. Here's what an item 19 is. Get to work thinking about that. And, and so it was the best advice I ever got was don't. Don't franchise yeah. your business. Not yet. And then uh, it was three years later that we circled back and said, here's the new stuff. I think we're ready. And we were at that point in time and, and we got started. But uh, sometimes the best advice is not yet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you need somebody to come alongside you and be willing to say that Um, you you just somebody that's comfortable saying, okay, even if you're going to work with me, maybe we have to delay that sale to me of working with you because you're, you're not ready. So, uh, so franchise brokers or franchise consultants, I want you to hear this. It's an easy system to follow and, and deliver. So it's going to make this an easier business for your franchise candidates and is profitable, which which I know from a franchise consultant standpoint, that's always really the concern. Uh, the concern is they they don't know yet that an emerging brand's profitable. And you're one of the probably rarer, rarer, is that a word? Rare, more rare <laughs> emerging brands that has a, a an item 19 and it's a it's a strong item 19. So uh, so that's awesome. So um were there any surprises along the way here? Um, uh, that that was obviously a surprise. You didn't really <laughs> expect somebody to tell you, don't do it yeah. yet. But any other surprises that you can think of? Again, back for just helping some of our listeners that are emerging brands or people thinking of starting, a fran- starting their business into a franchise. Yeah, you know, the, I think the other surprise would be is that it's not easy. I mean, I think that they're... You know, and, and we all know this internally that just because you put your shingle out and you make something, you hope that like the moment that you say that like the lights are on and everybody's just going to rush into the doors. But, you know, that's not quite the way that it works. Uh, you get that you get that uh, FDD done and uh, there's still a lot of legwork in there. Uh, fortunately, I had some good coaching to let me know that. And, and, and I believe, you know, I've listened to enough how I built this podcast to know that uh, the best businesses, when you're going to raise money, you're going to get investors. Typically, they're your friends and family first. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was thinking about that the whole time I was in development of who are my colleagues, my people I respect in business that might be willing to to take that first leap uh, with that those first couple of franchises. And and I had a good network built up that I could I could go at. And you know they knew me, they knew yeah. they knew our business, they knew what we were about. And, and we could, you know, they were, they were totally interested to jump on board and, uh, and, and get involved early. So it's just, you know, the biggest surprise is not, not an obvious one, but, you know, or is an obvious one that it's, it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work. <laughs> well, and you're, and, and the thing about, again, for the emerging brand uh, audience, you still got to run your core business that, that Ty has now made very profitable. You still got to run that. And then, and now you've got this new business and it is a separate business called franchise, the franchise. And, yeah. and so 
you and I have been talking a little bit about that, but how the the two pull you apart, you know, and and uh, which one, you know, which one do you go to? Which one do you prioritize? Uh, and and it's really difficult to try to do all of that yourself for long periods of time. Yeah. So it really um, comes out to leadership team. Really, that's that's ultimately what it's all about. Is you got to have a leadership team in place, even if it's a small leadership team like ours. You need to have one. So. That's where I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed and fortunate, as you were mentioned in the intro. Uh, my business partner and I, we've been doing this for several years together. And so I've got, I've, we've got him. He's supporting, he's supporting it kind of, uh, you know, I'm out there and I'm talking about it, but he's on the back end. He's supporting it operationally. And then we have a territory manager for our, our flagship, you know, our, our, our prototype location here in OKC. And he's out there managing that. And then, and then we've got got a few other people who are, you know, in the background supporting it. So it really comes down to that that team because goodness, if it was just all me, uh, yeah, you know, for one, you know, uh, to doing a quote, to handling a, an inventory issue or a vehicle issue, to talking to you know somebody like you or or a broker, it, it's it's a lot. And so you really do have to have a good team. Absolutely, absolutely, and and you have to be funded properly or have the the cash flow to hire at the yeah. end of the day, you've got to hire those, those key people. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Great. Well, let's talk about, uh, so we're talking about the challenges, talk about surprises. So let's go on the positive side now. So talk about some of the highlights, you know, what, what, what have been some of the real uh, successes that you've encountered in the last couple of years, again, through that journey of setting up your business as a franchise and now out in the market for about a year. I mean, the biggest success and, and highlight for me is just the demand of the service. I mean, ultimately, that's what's so cool about this is that, I, like I said earlier, people just want an alternative. And wood rot is this thing that, you know, it, it's a fungus that exists in the air and it just needs a little bit of water and, uh, and a little bit of heat and it starts growing or it starts eating uh, the wood. And so w- one of the most reassuring things or things I get the most pleasure out of one is when I pick up the phone and I talk to somebody, whether they're in Arizona or they're in Florida or they're somewhere else. And, and I'm talking to them and they're, and I'm telling them about the business and they're saying, I have that exact issue at my house right now. I have a door that I just got a quote to replace for $20,000. And I'm just like, we need you here now. And so that's really encouraging. The other is, uh, is our reviews that we get. Those are just, they're so overwhelming and kind, but people, because they've been facing this kind of replacement scenario where they might be looking at a few thousand dollars to you know, as much as a hundred thousand dollars in replacement cost. And they get introduced to our repair method, our epoxy technicians, the professionalism, the convenience, the affordability and, and the reviews that they, that they send in the messages that they, that they post on, our social media, the stuff they send us, you know, little handwritten letters they send us is so, so welcoming and encouraging knowing like we're doing the right thing. And this is a mission that, yeah, we have to be profitable, but it's bigger than that because it's a service that we are, are bringing to the market that hasn't been there. Yeah. And I, I, and I don't know if this is this way all over the country, but I know we live in an area where one of the largest window and door replacement people uh, or, or companies are, and I believe they're one of the biggest. And so we're bombarded with ads on a constant basis. And um, I mean, it's shocking 
the amount of money it costs to replace even just a few windows that might yeah. be rotting when you don't when you don't have to obviously uh, because yeah. of what you guys do. Yeah, we're making a huge impact. And of course, there are some really great window companies out there and, and I love what they do and I love that they're doing it, but we're making a huge impact. It's a $6 billion industry, the mm -hmm. uh, window business. And uh, we have we have a big vision to cost uh, to cost those uh, big manufacturers five hundred million a year by twenty thirty, and, <laughs> and and we're getting there. We're getting there. You know, it, it's it's happening. And as our franchises uh, come on, and then they grow and they scale, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make a little a little impact on them. I mean, five hundred five hundred million to six billion is you know it's just a little bit, but. It's a lot of saving for, you know, for for the normal everyday American. Well, and like you said, too, it's it's such a different buying experience. Um, I, I mean, I, I again, we've just recently renovated, not renovate. Well, I guess renovated or updated a home to sell it. Uh, I know what it was. Fortunately, I have a lot of contacts and I knew all the contractors and stuff. So I didn't really have to go through that experience, but I, you know, I mean, they always talk about, oh, I'm going to bring in my iPad and well, what's, yeah. you know, they're just going to pressure, pressure you with yeah. your fancy <laughs> iPad thing. So again, I, I know I'm, I'm, uh, I'm throwing them <laughs> under the bus and I, and I probably shouldn't do that. But um, so let's talk about your, let's talk about your franchisees. Um, what is, because uh, um, this is something that franchise consultants are always asking about, who's your ideal franchise partner? What are some of their characteristics? What what are you what are you looking for? And and I'd say if you could go deeper than um, deeper than the oh well I want to you know I want to control my own destiny you know I'm looking for oh, yeah <laughs> some something something deeper. So who who are you um, who are you looking for uh, who are you looking for? Because again we've got a lot of a lot of brokers a lot of consultants that watch and and they're looking for new concepts to to pass along. Yeah, you know, I think from the experience side, what we're looking for is is uh, individuals who have some leadership experience, management, sales. I mean, it doesn't have to be a lot because typically, you know, I'm all about efficiency. So I like running a really tight ship with uh, with limited uh, employees so we don't blow the profits. But uh, but they do need to have that leadership experience. It, it, it makes a huge difference. Outside of that leadership and some sales experience, what we're really looking for is individuals who really uh, want to get connected to their community and get connected to the inventory, home inventory in their community. I always say, like, you've really got to know your city to see one of these be successful. And mm. though you might be new to the city, you've got to make that commitment to get to know it. And I, I know, and this is what I train people to do, what I've done for the last 20 years is get to know your city on that like neighborhood by neighborhood level. And so what does that mean? That means you've got to get really connected. You've got to be involved in the chamber of commerce and yep. B&I groups. You've got to get really ingrained in that. You've got to make sure every realtor in your city knows your name, every home inspector, yep. those have to be. And so that's the kind of individual. And the other is you have to, I think like houses. I mean, I don't, I don't know any better way to put it, but you've got to love, Houses. We work on some of the most beautiful properties in our market, you know, lakes, gates, golf courses, historic properties. And and a person, when they invite you into one of those homes, you know, 500,000 million plus, they want you to love their house like they love their house. And if you can't, mm. if you can't really connect with them, 
about their house, you're going to have a hard time, you know, uh, presenting this product to them. So we look for people. I, I know it's, I hope, you know, it's not quite as deep as you might have been looking for, but it's really a culture fit. Someone who's going to really yeah. understand our values and connect with them. Yeah, no, no, that is, that's exactly, um, that, that's exactly what I was looking for. So, um, and what's, uh, um, oh, and is your, is your model uh, owner operated? Are you, um, is it more of an owner manager kind of scenario? What, what, what's that look like as far as uh, the actual, the actual concept? Yeah. Owner managed, I would say, would be the best the best description of it. Uh, you need to know how to do the work. Now, uh, it doesn't require any construction experience for for you as as the franchisee. Even but even when you're hiring your technicians, we don't require construction experience when hiring our technicians. We have an own unique way we recruit them. But you need to have uh, you need to be involved in your business on the kind of the day to day level from the sales, the scheduling, and the training and supporting your technicians. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so what's a day, and 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 this will be the last question kind of about your concept, but what's a day in the life of one of your franchise partners look like? Yeah, you know, typically it starts with a morning huddle, uh, getting on the phone with your technicians, and I always call it weather and traffic, where are we going, what are we doing today? Uh, checking and seeing what they need and then getting those things to them uh, throughout the day. You're, you're following up on the schedule, you're following up on quotes and you're, and you're delivering quotes. And then ideally you're, you're grabbing a networking event, whether that's a lunch and learn at a real estate office, or it's a, it's a chamber meeting or something like that. And what I love about it, and this is, I love this job because I've done this job is you got plenty of time there for, for the people that matter to you in life, because of course we're in a business to give us a, an income of course, but at the same time, it's about the people we're, we're, we're doing this alongside with, you know, our family. And so I love, for me, it's meant that in my day, it's uh, picking my kids up from school at three o'clock, right. you know, it, and it's not that I don't like I'm off work at three. No, I just have time to like right. swing by, grab my kids. We talk, we grab a Sonic drink and then, and then they're at home and then maybe I'll go grab another sales call or, or something else, but it gives you that like freedom and flexibility. And that's I, just a typical day of what it looks to, to be a, to be a owner manager. Yeah. I, I heard it said uh, years ago about, you know, um, owning your own business should be a, a lifestyle, not a life sentence. And, and, <laughs> right. um, and um, so like you're saying, your, your people still putting in uh, the hours and stuff, but they now have the flexibility it's not like you said, it's not that they're knocking off at three o'clock and they're done yeah. and they put in a five, five hours or something, but it's, they, they now manage their schedule and, and the type of business that you're in allows that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause not that like mobile a, base, you're not locked into a, to a, to a building that has to be yeah. open from a certain amount of time. It just gives you that freedom to go, you know, like, yeah, I just want to have lunch with my wife today. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, yeah. I don't have to, you know, ask anybody or, close the door and say when I'm going to be back. That's just, that's yeah. what I was just going to say. Yeah. Close, turn the sign over, go, well, went to pick up my kids. I'll be back in an hour. Yeah. No, that doesn't work yeah. in a brick and mortar business. Yeah. Awesome. 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 Well, folks, again, I've got one more question for Ty. If you're looking to reach out to Ty, of course you can link with him on LinkedIn, but, uh, but you can also go to his website, which we're scrolling there. So, uh, so Ty, the last thing I always ask folks is that, um, uh, you know, in, uh, in a podcast like this, there's always something 
you'll look back on and you go, oh man, I wish I'd have said this, or I wish I'd have said that, or, or there's something I wanted to raise up and forgot about it, or there's just a, a message I wanted to get to Don's listeners. So in closing, is there anything I haven't asked you or any, you know, any final points that you'd like to leave with, again, buyers of franchises, consultants, or people in your shoes that, that or were in your shoes and, and they're kind of that emerging brand. So is there any final thoughts uh, that we haven't talked about? Yeah, you know, I don't have anything specific other than if, if, uh, if someone who's listening to this is thinking about whether or not they can do it, uh, I think that, you know, we've spent the time here preserving to create a way that you can do it all the way from the way we've uh, created our territories to, uh, to change based off the deterioration zone in the U.S. to give you the best chance of success, the way we recruit and train technicians, the, uh, our, our product. We have our own epoxy product that, that you get access to. And then our cool little branded Kias that run around and do the repair. The way the model works is one that is you can do it. Uh, you can grow with us and you can scale with us. And so that's, that's all I got is I think, I think uh, if, you have, if you're second guessing yourself, don't. Uh, go to gopreserving.com or find me on LinkedIn and, uh, and tell me your story and uh, we can learn more about one another. Awesome, Ty. And, and I will uh, reiterate, uh, Ty's been great. Like I said, I know Ty for several months now. He has been great to talk to, to work with. If there is a brand and you think this might have a chance for you, you've got to reach out to Ty. So, hey, Ty, thanks for investing your time with us and, you, and with my audience. Yeah.